Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to my first episode of my first podcast ever. I'm so excited. I literally can't put it into words right now. Um, this is something that I've wanted to do for a while because I think podcasts are so cool and I spend a lot of my time listening to them, but I've never really had a good idea for a podcast until now. This podcast is going to be about something that I struggle with, which is deep diving or falling down rabbit holes. I'm one of those people who can see a mildly interesting piece of information and then spend forever looking into it. And if you are not like that, congratulations for being productive with your time. But if you are like that, welcome to the club, my friend. This podcast is just going to be me talking about the useless information that I have in my head that I have been collecting for years. So sit back and enjoy the dumb deep dive. So when I started thinking about who I wanted to or what I wanted to be the first episode of my first podcast. I knew exactly what it had to be about. It had to be about the person that we're talking about today. Um, This person has lived rent-free in my mind for about five years. When I say I know more about this person than I know about myself, that is not a lie. I have researched, and I use the term researched very loosely here, this person since my senior year of high school, and I'm 22 now. Um, so they just keep me coming back. Honestly, I still follow them to this day. I check the forums almost every day just to get updates about this person. And it's like a train wreck. I don't want to watch, but I can't look away. I want to make a few disclaimers before we start this episode. Number one, when I'm talking about people on the internet or when I'm talking about anyone, I am not here to make fun of them. I'm not here to poke fun. I am just here to share the information that I know about them. I don't want to be part of toxic internet culture. I don't want to be on the troll brigade or anything like that because these people that I talk about have usually already had enough of that. Number two, this person that I'm going to be talking about today has recently transitioned, and I am not sure what pronouns to use for them. They still use both he, him, and she, hers pronouns. So, to try and be... On some neutral ground here, I'm going to use they when referring to them. And they still use their birth name sometimes, but their Facebook name now is Christine. Um, It's just kind of a mix of depends on when they want to use their birth name, when they want to use Christine, when they want to use male pronouns, when they want to use female pronouns. And so just to try and be safe, I'm going to use they as much as possible. And I want to apologize if I slip up because um, a lot of the, p- the places that I got this information from s- use 
both he and she. Um, and so I want to apologize if I slip up. I'm not trying to misgender anybody, but um, it is a sticky situation and they still don't necessarily, they've, they haven't clarified their pronouns yet. So I'm going to be safe and use they. But without further ado, let's get into the episode with Christine Weston Chandler. Since they used their birth name, sometimes, they were born as Christopher Weston Chandler on February 24th, 1982, to Bob and Barbara Chandler in Charlottesville, Virginia. Christine is their only child together, even though Bob and Barb both have some children from previous marriages, but Bob was a good old, a good old boy. Good old blue-collar worker, worked at General Electric for about 40 years, worked at Goodyear, some other places, and... Homeboy had some serious, um, some serious problems with the Dunning-Kruger effect. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that is an effect when people think that they know everything about everything, but in reality, they know nothing. So Bob was an expert on everything. Even though Bob had his flaws, he was still definitely the better parent to Christine. Um, he tried to save Christine from herself multiple times, and he tried his best to shield Christine from real life, even though we're going to see how that worked out. Barb is... What to say about Barb? You know, she is an enigma, and I can't quite place my finger on her. All I know is that she is an enabler for Christine. And she is physically there. I don't know if she's emotionally there or anything, but Barb is just kind of there and more of a background character. Anyway, Christine had a fairly normal childhood until one day a babysitter locked them in a closet for hours. After that, they did not speak until they were seven years old and they were diagnosed with high-functioning autism. The family and Christine both blame the babysitter for the high-functioning autism diagnosis. But when Christine was 10 years old, they met Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein was an animatronic band member, I guess, that played at their local mall, and... There was a person on the other side of the animatronic that would talk to the people that would talk to the animatronic. And so Christine went up to the animatronic and the animatronic said, what's your name? And they said, I'm Christopher Weston Chandler. And the animatronic misheard and said, Chris Chan. And from there on until recently, They changed their name on Facebook. But from then on, they were known as Chris Chan. Christine sees this as a divine moment and as a sacred moment. And even legally changed their name to Chris Chan after this happened. The elementary school that Christine went to was called Nathaniel Green Elementary. And the teachers and the principal wanted to send them to a more suitable special education school, but Barb and Bob would not have it. Bob, 
with his Dunning-Kruger effect, did not believe in psychology, and didn't believe that, you know, mental health had gone past getting a lobotomy. And he called um, schools for students with learning disabilities the loony bin, and he would not have his child in the loony bin. So they continued to jump around and give their child a crappy education because they couldn't, they wouldn't send them to one of these. But at 11 years old, Christine won a watch and win sweepstakes for the Sonic the Hedgehog TV show. They had to watch every day and mail in the secret code at the end of each episode. And luckily for Christine, they won. This was a life-changing moment because they hadn't won anything before. And they had worked so hard for this. They won a $1,000 shopping spree, shopping spree. And you know what they spent all the money on? Super Mario and Sonic the Hedgehog memorabilia. From there, their love of Sonic bloomed. Christine graduated high school, which she called the best years of her life. During high school, they had a group of friends called their gal pals. And this was a group of four or five girls that really took Christine under their wing and let them sit with them at lunch and hang out with them and be their friend. Um, and even though the girls from the gal pals group have moved on and gotten married and live successful lives now, Christine still dwells on the past and dwells on the high school uh, years. But Christine graduated high school and did not get the art award that they worked so hard for. They worked so hard for this art award because they made ceramics, they made different sculptures, and they were all of these ceramics and sculptures, um, they were Sonic themed, by the way. Um, but they were so disappointed that they didn't win this art award that they didn't even shake their principal's hands when they graduated because they were so mad and they immediately left the assembly. I include this piece of information because Christine still says that this is one of the saddest and most miserable days of their life. After this, Christine went to community college and got a degree in computer drafting and design in five years. But this was after Bob forced them into going into accounting and they weren't into accounting, so they switched to computer drafting and design. Bob didn't like that because he didn't understand what a computer was, even though he knew everything. But I digress. Community college is also where Christine began their love quest. The love quest is mwah, so good. This is my favorite part of Christery. The love quest is the goal of Christine to find a boyfriend-free girl that he will date and marry. He believes that once he completes his love quest, his life will be normal. These are his words. I, he call, they call them boyfriend-free girls. So, Christine began sitting around campus with a sign that was asking for a girlfriend called the attraction sign. The attraction sign reads as follows, 21, single, white, male, shy, smart, young at heart, computer skilled, humorous, a great thinker and go-getter, quote, natural salesperson, end quote, enjoys the good parts of life, diplomatic, friendly, loves his family, peaceful, 
very creative, underscore, he's lonely, underscore, seeking a cute, all uppercase, 18 to 21, single female companion, all uppercase, 18 to 21 years of age, does not already have a boyfriend, also single, average to slender body slash weight, slash weight, white, lives in Charlottesville or Rutgersville, does not smoke or drink alcohol, happy, positive personality, average to high income, and drives a vehicle. Let me try and describe this sign to you. It is a piece of white printer paper, and around the borders of the white printer paper, it has a fluorescent pink duct tape border. And I can only think that it is Crayola marker that those hearts on the border are drawn in, and also the sign is made with Crayola marker. So there are multiple of these around campus as well. When the dean of the campus, Mary Lee Walsh, caught wind of this, she was not happy and confiscated the signs from Christine. Christine laid low for a little bit, but then went right back at it. And Mary Lee Walsh had a stern talking to with him. And this right here is my favorite part of this whole story. This is the most, I don't even know how to describe this next part, but just buckle up. In Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> yes, in Dragon Ball Z, the cartoon anime, if you will, I know some people will call it that, please don't cancel me for calling Dragon Ball Z an anime, but anyway, there is this certain move that the characters do, and Christine put a little twist on it, and he calls it the curse ye hummy ha. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this right now. When people would do wrong to Christine, they would perform a curse ye hami ha on them. So when Mary Lee Walsh had a talk with Christine, they performed the curse ye hami ha on them. And then after Kersey Hami hawing Mary Lee Walsh, Christine was suspended for one year and was sent to anger management classes. Anyway, when Christine graduated from college, they created a comic. This comic was based off of a project that Christine had to do in high school. They had to create a cover for a CD, and they couldn't use any copyrighted material. They couldn't use Sonic which was their favorite thing in the world, and they couldn't use Pikachu, which was their second favorite thing in the world. So, what they did next changed the course of history. They created Sonichu, the electric hedgehog. Imagine Sonic, but yellow. That is Sonichu. Sonichu is Christine's brainchild, and kind of child, literally. In some of the comics, they make Sonichu call them dad. Yikes. Also, did I mention that Sonichu's catchphrase is zap to the extreme? Because I want that tattooed on my body. 
Anyway, this is where Christine kind of blows up. Their internet presence begins with them making videos telling every bit of information that they have about themselves, like where their parents work, their parents' names, where they live, their name, their birth date, you know, everything but their social security number. They begin to publish their poorly drawn Sonichu comics on the internet, which is just bait at this point for trolls. Um, And their stuff becomes pretty popular with the trolls because people who start to watch their videos and start to see these comics don't know if this is a joke or not. By the way, another important fact about Christine is that they wear a Sonichu medallion every day. When I say a Sonichu medallion, I mean a necklace that has a charm on it, and the charm is Sonichu, but it's made out of Crayola model magic. Now we get into the sagas. The sagas are the different parts of Chris's or Christine's life split up into different sagas, because if I were to spit all of this information at you without trying to car- compartmentalize it, it would, okay, it won't even make sense now, but it would make even less sense without the sagas. The first saga is the Megan saga, and this was not a bad one. Um, Megan was a girl that Christine met at the local game shop, and they were actually interested in each other and actually got along pretty well. This was until Christine began to have feelings for Megan and then became inappropriate um, and started making inappropriate sexual advances upon Megan. Megan asserted their asexuality, but Christine did not care. Megan then continued to cut off all communication with Christine, um, and that was the end of the Megan saga. The next saga I'm just rolling in into one big one called Trolls, um, because a lot of the sagas contain catfishing and trolling and bullying and this is just these these stories are not ones that I'm fond of because they're they're honestly kind of awful and Christine has to Christine is blackmailed a lot and made to do things that they don't know better you know, like, they don't know better that they shouldn't be doing these things. Um, and so I just want to roll a lot of these sagas into one called Trolls. Um, and it's pretty much just trolls making fun of Chris's art, and they redraw the comics, um, to be pretty racy and lewd. And so to fight back, Christine releases their own version of these racy and lewd comics. Got him, I guess. Um, but then Christine responds again, making a video responding to the haters by calling them homosexuals. Yep, that's it, but like not in a nice way either. Um, but one of the trolls that actually makes me genuinely laugh is called Liquid Chris. Liquid Chris is a troll on the internet that acts exactly like Christine, 
and dresses like Christine, talks like Christine, makes videos like Christine, and tries to convince the internet that they are Christine. Christine sees this and becomes mad because that's not Christine. And they start making videos back and forth with each other. And um, it's it's just funny because the person intimidating, or not intimidating, um, imitating Christine is called Liquid Chris. And the real Chris is called Solid Chris. Then Christine makes a song. Um, it follows the tune of I Want It That Way. But the lyrics are art. The, the lyrics are changed to, I never want to hear you say, I have a boyfriend. And tell me why I must live as a virgin with rage. Tell me why I can't find any girls my age. And Liquid Chris duets it. And dare I say, it's the best crossover in history. After that, Christine starts the CWC Wiki, which is a Wikipedia site for themselves. And they upload all of the Sonichu comics and all of their quote-unquote captain's logs, which is what they call their daily vlogs, and all of their personal information, as per usual. And... Trolls don't get to it for a while, but then they do. And they start purchasing ads for the wiki. And these ads are for <laughs> things like gay dating sites, which Christine is very outspoken against and does not agree with um, the gay lifestyle. And also ads for helping people who are affected by Asperger's. Christine also is very outspoken about Asperger's and believes that people with Asperger's are trying to steal the limelight from people who actually suffer from autism. The That's their words, not mine. Another troll that actually genuinely made me laugh was <laughs> Surfshack Tito. Do you guys remember, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's a show that not many people remember from Nickelodeon, but it's called Rocket Power. It was about these kids who used to, like, skate and surf. Um, and it was on Nickelodeon. It was a cartoon. And there was this one dude who worked at the Surf Shack, and his name was Surf Shack Tito. And a troll acted like they were Surf Shack Tito and hacked Christine's PlayStation account. And they talked like Surf Shack Tito and sent Christine messages from Surf Shack Tito. And Christine believed that they were hacked by the character from Rocket Power. Christine responds in a video. Um, and <laughs> the video contains them using the N-word. Yikes. After that, this is the gameplay saga. Christine was banned from their favorite local game shop for bullying children when they would play Pokemon. Christine tried to go back multiple times to ask the manager for forgiveness, but the manager knew Christine. One time, Christine walked out and then continued to call the manager a Jew. Um, Christine went back multiple times, like I said, 
tried to give the manager long-winded apologies, um, but <clears throat> the manager had forgiven Christine a few times, tried to give them multiple chances, and every time Christine would act out and bully children. <laughs> and um, Christine did try to go back and get a picture of the manager for his dartboard to throw, for their dartboard to throw darts at. The manager says that Christine was taking pictures of the manager's daughter. Nobody knows what actually happened, but some sort of altercation happened, and whatever it was, Christine was charged with assault of a police officer and damages to the shop of up to $1,000. And he's still banned, they're still banned from uh, that game shop, by the way. Then we get to the Jackie saga. Jackie is different from the other trolls and the other people that catfished Christine because this was a troll that didn't want to ruin Christine's life. This was a troll that genuinely wanted to help Christine. Um, and it was actually really sweet. They were very kind to Christine um, and told them things and gave them tips like, hey, like this is how like I clean my room hey, I take a shower this many times just to try and help Christine become an adult because, because, you know, Bob didn't believe in Christine's um, diagnosis and Barb was just physically present but emotionally not. So Jackie tried to help Christine the best that she could. Um... Then Christine would brush off all of these helpful tips and repeatedly ask for sex and make inappropriate advances. And this is why a lot of people do not like Christine, because multiple people have come into Christine's life to try and help them and guide them through. And Christine brushes these people off and will either take advantage of their kindness or ignore them completely. There have been pastors that have come into Christine's life. There have been people like Jackie. There have been people who have tried to be, who've been genuinely interested in helping Christine out. And time and time again, they will not accept the help or they will accept the help and then abuse it. Um, after that, Christine then goes into a tomboy saga, which is still happening now. They admit that they like to cross-dress, but are still a man and love women. In 2011, Christine went radio silent as they finally began to realize that a lot of the bad things, all of the bad sagas, all of the trolls, all of the hacking, all of the being made fun of, um, they realized that they were kind of partly to blame for that. And this is a big, big moment in Christory. Um, I don't know if you've noticed me calling it not history, but Christory, um, because that's what a lot of Christorians <laughs> uh, refer to their life by. Um, and I, I love that, but I, I keep using that. And if you're, if you're curious, that's why. Um, but Christine finally realized that they were partly to blame for these things. And so they decided to take a step back from the internet for a while. And then the trolls realized that, hey, 
they're realizing that they might be part of the problem. We'll step off a little bit too. And then in 2011, um, Bob, Christine's father, passed away. Um, And the trolls completely just laid off because they knew that things had changed. They knew that um, Christine had just lost their father. And that was really hard. Um, And so they, they stopped. And until 2014, it was quiet. But tragedy struck when, in 2014, Christine and their mother's house caught on fire. It caught on fire from, I can't remember if it is a toaster or a straightener or something. I think it was something like a toaster because it was out of place because it was the first floor bathroom that caught on fire. So their house caught on fire. Barb and Christine made it out alive. But Christine lost all of their memorabilia and artwork that they had created. This is where Christine had a choice. Start over, clean slate, reinvent themselves, or stay in their old ways. Sadly, (laughs) I have to report that they stayed in their old ways and almost evolved into something worse. Um... In December of 2014, Christine went to a local GameStop to protest the change on a Sonic character. It was on Sonic himself. Uh, The designers changed Sonic to have blue arms, and for some reason that really, really made Christine angry. While in the GameStop, they vandalized the Sonic products and were asked to leave. When they didn't leave, the store threatened to call the cops. There is a video on the internet of Christine storming over to the employees, yelling, don't call the cops, and then pepper spraying the employee. Christine was charged and went to jail and was sentenced to, to community service. Um, and now we're caught up on the Christie. Nowadays, Christine begs for money on the internet and has their own Etsy shop. People buy things from this shop, but the item is never delivered and the order is never fulfilled. All of the money that Christine gets from this Etsy shop is spent on toys and Sonic memorabilia. They keep making GoFundMes because they keep saying um, their house needs to be renovated or they need to pay for their mother's drugs. Not like bad drugs, but like heart medicine, things like that. Um, And they keep making up, I I don't want to be mean, but they're like sob stories. And they make GoFundMes, people donate money, and then the next day, Christine will post again saying they need more money, but in the same video, show off all of the new toys that they get. And people have been adding it up, and all the money that they receive from GoFundMe matches up with how much money that they spend on this memorabilia. And so, this is where... There was almost a redemption arc for Christine, but as we see, there's not. Um, they, I'm, I'm just speechless at this point because every day I wake up and I check the CWC wiki, which is the Wikipedia page for uh, Christine. And there's always something new. Every day there's something new. 
And let me read you some of the stats that this page has. So they have the statistics of how many pages, how many things are uploaded onto this Wikipedia site. Um, the content, so the different topics that they have that you can click on on this website, 2,148. The pages of content, 25,245. Uploaded files, meaning images, videos, MP3 files, 11,272. This website has millions and millions and millions of clicks. One of the documentaries that I watched back in, it was made in 2015. Back then it had 16 million hits. It's 2020 now. I would love to see that. This website also has statistics, or not statistics, but records of, since Christine does like to ask for money a lot, it has the begging counter. Um, and there's a disclaimer at the top that says, do not donate or buy anything from Christine. They lie about needing money and habitually neglects the, their customers and their supporters. It has been 10 days since Christine begged for money. It has been 10, 444 days since Christine last fulfilled an Etsy order. It has been 4,104 days since Christine last applied for a job. And... I, I'm just so happy that this webpage exists because it helps me understand that I'm not the only one that is obsessed with this story um, and this, this piece of history <laughs> because there are people that put in so much effort to record everything about Christine. And if you want to visit this website, it's called sonichu.com. And there is a button on the side that says random page. And in high school, my friend Cash and I used to sit in our seventh period class. And for an hour, we would sit there and click random page, random page, random page, and read, read the random pages for hours. So if you want to learn more about Chris, this is a great way to do it. Some other sources are... On YouTube, there's a great documentary, which is where I kind of got into Chris, uh, Christine. It's called the Chris Chan Documentary. It is by Sachumo or Sakumo. It's C or S A C H U M O. It's a, an hour and nine minutes long, but it tells you everything that you need to know to get started about learning about uh, Christine. And there's also if you really, really, really want to go down the dab rabbit hole, there is a series called Chris Chan, A Comprehensive History. It is by Gino Samuel 2.1. It is a 47-part series so far, and they make new videos every week. And every video is an hour long, and there are 47 videos. I am not ashamed to say that I have watched every single hour and I have spent way too much time researching Christine Weston Chandler but this is a story that I feel like people need to hear because it's a story of 
toxic internet culture mixed with train wreck mixed with dumpster fire mixed with fascination and every day I wake up and think about Christine it's just this is one of my passion projects and I am so happy that I finally got to share Christine Weston Chandler with people who will listen if you're interested want to talk more about Christine hit me up because I it, it is my dream to talk to my friends about Christine and when I do people think that I'm crazy but hopefully after listening to this podcast you'll understand why I'm so fascinated with this person and why I've dedicated so much of my really pointless time to this person but yeah thanks so much for listening in like I said, if you want more sources, go to sonnetchew.com, go to the Chris Chan documentary on YouTube, go to a comprehensive, go to Chris Chan, a comprehensive history on YouTube, or just text me, let me know, and I can fill you in. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.